is uh, had some strong races this season on permanent road courses. We were just talking to Ryan. He has as well. Uh, he ran, ran well at Coda. Ran well at uh, Barber. Think about some other places. How Good confident America. are you coming into the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I feel... Uh, I feel good. It's, uh, you know, we, we tried, I think, to build upon a, what was a pretty, a fairly strong base on road courses. Um, you know, try to understand a little bit more of like, you know, why at places like Barber, we were really strong. Um, and at other tracks, you know, we, we seem to struggle a little bit more. That's something that I think we, you know, we were, uh, we've been trying to identify a little better. Um, because we have been a little bit inconsistent. You know, while we've been strong at some, we've struggled at others. So just trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together uh, the last couple of weeks and, and see, you know, see how to, to come out here a little bit stronger. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I thought, I mean, as you guys could all see, we went out first we, today. It just seemed like everybody was content to sit till God knows when. And, you know, we, we had some changes that we wanted to get to, so we just decided to go. And then that's been, it was good. You know, we put in a good base lap there, I think, for everybody to chase. Um, you know, but at the same time, our tires were, were quite uh, used up by the end of that session. So, you know, I think we got to see this afternoon where, where we are, uh, where we really stand. But I feel like we're kind of started off on the right foot. Um, while 13th or 14th doesn't look great, you know, we were, we were up there in the top five, top six. Um, you know, even when a lot of the great, uh, you know, really good guys that we expect to be fast did go. And uh, we're riding the hunt with them. So I uh, just got to keep building upon that and uh, see where it takes us this afternoon. I remember being here for an A1 GP race in the rain. And it snowed. <laughs> it might have snowed. Where, what else have you driven here? And, and, it's, and I would follow that up by it's an interesting place that you drive through the Ray Hall Strait up yeah. there. And yeah, it's cool. This, um, this track has a lot of family history, a lot of team history for us. We've Team's always done well here. To be very frank, my racing career here has been pretty short. I think I've ever only done maybe two races here, two or three. So, uh, you know, this isn't a track that I have that much experience driving on. Now, I do have experience, uh, or, or I guess, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time here, you know, with my dad, with the team, and over the years, um, you know, but I really haven't actually driven here that much. It's a, it's a great track. It's challenging. It's going to be extremely slippery uh, I think as this race goes on we saw that earlier today even the amount of dirt that comes out onto the track is is uh, extraordinary I mean the amount of dirt that gets thrown up um, but uh, but it's a it's a great facility I'm really excited that IndyCar racing you know is back in this area of the world um, you know and, and back racing here at Laguna I know uh, I know dad is I know everybody's excited to, uh, to be here and get going this weekend uh, it feels good, for sure. Where else does uh, your dad have have a corner or a track, corner or a portion of the track named? Any place else? You know, I'm not. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. But uh, you know, if you win here, what four years, four or five years in a row, um, our teams, and that's on two different tracks, right? That was when turn one was just a fast left that then went up. So now what is turn six, which then went up to the corkscrew. So, you know, over two different uh, variations of this place and still, you know, kicked everybody's uh, butts. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, but 
I know Dad has a lot of pride when it comes to this one in particular. You know, the cha this was always a, a vital race in the championship, both from a winning perspective, and I think in 91 it really came down to this, and he, he and Michael in the duel, um, you know, and he came out on the short end that year. But, uh, you know, this, is, this was always a great place for, for our team, as I said, both in IMSA, IndyCar racing, uh, one year with Max, and obviously with Brian, and, and uh, always had good success. So. We're, we're definitely uh, thrilled that this is back on the calendar. We're hoping, had a good IMSA race last, last weekend for the team, and uh, you know, hoping that some of that can carry over for us, have a, little, uh, have a little luck here on this last race and perform well. Questions? Nate Ryan, on your right. Uh, Graham, last night, Scott Dixon was uh, describing this as an epic track, and that uh, it's got a lot, a lot of classic road course elements, and it's, it's different maybe from other road street courses you guys run where it's almost like just in a parking lot like mm -hmm. this has a lot of you know the elevation changes the technicality and he said but like if you make mistakes here you kind of get penalized you get punished but there's also risk reward and you kind of yeah. like all that your feelings on that is, it, is this place just kind of different for a lot of reasons that way well it, it has in a lot of areas speed like a road america but a runoff like long beach you know what i mean uh like six you know it's six is so fast but if you go off, you're you're done. I mean, you're gonna hit something hard. Like there is no runoff. Whereas, you know, turn one at Road America, yeah, likely you're gonna hit something, but you're gonna travel for quite a while before you actually get there. Um, this is a very uh, unique place in that respect. I mean, there really is not much space. Um, you know, with the with the, with the sandy, gravelly stuff that's on the side, it's very slippery too. It's just very easy to make a mistake. But yeah, you have. I mean, the biggest of 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 elevation drops here, um, you know, of anywhere you're ever gonna go or ever gonna drive or, or see. And, you know, everybody always asks, what's it like to go through the corkscrew? What does it look like? And it's like, well, it looks like nothing. I mean, you can't really see. I mean, you just, you know, you wait for the thing to land and then that's what you get. But, uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous track. I mean, you know, we talk about your Road Americas, your Mid Ohio's here. They just don't build them like this. Coda spectacular, but Coda spectacular in, in the size and scope. It's not spectacular because it looks like this. You know, these are these are the old-fashioned style racetracks that uh, we just don't see anymore, and it, that's why I think a lot of people are excited to uh, to be back. Bruce, Graham, and that great run that your dad's team had in the late '90s and early 2000s. He won by having absolutely the best car and driver on the track for that day, and he also won by having a guy start 25th and not <laughs> pass a car all day. Does it kind of show that there is more than a few ways that you can win here? Well, there's no doubt. This, um, you know, the year with Max, I mean, they they pitted, I don't know, you know, 15 times or whatever, and they still, you know, they won. But, uh, you know, strategy is an amazing thing. And if you play strategy right, it, it can do things that you don't see as being possible. I mean, let's look at this here. You look at Joseph at Texas. He's running 11th, and next thing you know, he's leading the race. Yes, he had a car that was quick when he was out on his own, but it's also the strategy play was done perfectly. And uh, that's part of racing, and that's what makes this world go around. And, you know, I think uh, when you look back, um, you know, in those days with our team, it's Scotty Remke, I think just before that was TC. I don't know if TC was still there at that time, but you know, you had great strategist guys that thought outside of the box and it worked out. I mean, you look at that day, we finished first and second, it was Pappas and Memo, Giddley, right? And Memo's, they started on the last row together. Um, 
you know, but that, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's, uh, it, it worked out well. And, you know, hopefully this weekend we're not on the last row, but hopefully we, uh, we can find a way to have some good strategy and, and, uh, and make it work. Um, doesn't matter how you win as long as you win. And that's the fact. So uh, it, uh, it's, it's worked out well. Uh, Jeff Gluck on your far right. What's the etiquette um, for racing the championship guys? Over, over in NASCAR, we had quite a controversy uh, last week. Yeah, I saw, yeah. Uh, what, is it, are you expected to give them any more room here? Is it expected that you just race them as hard as always? I mean, you know, I, <laughs> you got to race them as hard as always. Um, but at the same time, I do think you, you've got to respect the position. Um, you have to respect that you don't want, you know, to be the guy to alter the championship. You don't want to be the guy that, uh, that has a, uh, you know, that ruins it for somebody that's worked as hard as they have all year. Um, and with the double points scenario, really it's fairly easy to do that, to screw it up, right? I mean, if we didn't have double points, this thing would be pretty much over and you just kind of move on and see who's going to finish second sort of thing. But uh, in the scenario that we're in, it's uh, pretty powerful. And I know because I lived it. You know, in 2015, when I came in here, uh, not here, but Sonoma with second in points, uh, got punted uh, by Bordet actually in the race. We, we were running like fifth. They said we weren't going to win the championship, but had, the, had we not been hit, you know, we would have finished second. So we finished fourth in the points. That, that was a pretty big swing, um, you know, for us. And um, you know, so it's uh, you don't want to be the guy that, uh, that 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 is the one that has that effect on it. But at the same time, I mean, in my case, I'm here to win. I mean, I have no other interest but to win this weekend. If I finish seventh again this year, it's not going to do me any good. I mean, if I look at the amount of top tens I've had this year, I've had as many as I have my entire career ever in a year. But I finished seventh, eighth, ninth. I can't even tell you how many times, and I'm not really that interested in doing it again. So. You know, we're, we're here to win. Takuma's here to win. I think everybody else on the grid is. And uh, they, they have to respect that too. They've got to know that we're, we're not going to just all just lay over for them. It isn't going to happen. Didn't happen for me in 2015. Isn't going to happen for them this year. Jenna? This is totally unracing related. I saw you posted something the other day about, um, is it the crop, uh, I forget what you call it, the laser thing. Yeah. yeah the, you, you said you, you've said before you're the biggest guy in the series. So what led you to go down that route? Well, honestly, it's no, it, it is no secret, and I'm not shy about this. That, uh, you know, I've str I've struggled with my weight. Uh, you know, I can, I can guarantee you that from a strength perspective and and a stamina perspective, there's very few guys out here that can keep up with me. But I don't have, you know, I've never had, I'm just not a, a super skinny build. It's not, it's never been my thing, you know. Um, and it's, you know, it, it, I've, I've tried and we've kind of looked around and, you know, there was some mutual interest from them to look into, you know, trying to see if it works. Um, I'll be honest, I was always very skeptical of the stuff and, and where I'm at, I mean, I've done one treatment. So it's not, I can't even tell you today is this something that really works or not? The facts are it's not going to work if you don't work out too and eat well. It doesn't do anything. But, you know, earlier this year, I, man, I, uh, there was, uh, I had given up uh, drinking completely for three, four months. I was working out every day, twice a day on most occasions, went to a nutritionist, was doing everything. 
And I literally could not, like I was not losing an ounce. And uh, it was the most frustrating, you know, period of, of time for me. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I am the biggest guy here. And is it ever going to be equal for me? No matter what these guys talk about with driver ballast and everything else, it's a whole different thing where my center of gravity is and so on. It is a, it is a challenge. When I drive the sports cars, I drive with Elio. I mean, Elio weighs, Ricky and Elio weigh 60 pounds less than me or something. I mean, that's a, and, and there is no ballast there. So that's a big swing. That's a lot of weight to be carrying around. But, you know, we've got to try anything we can to try. If you're going to be serious and try to find the performance advantage in the edge, then, uh, then, you've, then you've got to, you know, look outside of the box. So it is something new uh, for me. But, uh, you know, the, 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 the fight, I guess, against, you know, being an ultra skinny guy. Because I can tell you this. I fly home with most of these guys after races a lot of times. I see most of these guys a lot of times. They're sitting there eating in and out and whatever else. I literally, I cannot do it. If I do it, it, it's, it immediately reflects for me. And, you know, these guys, you see them the next weekend, and they're, like, this big. It's like, shit, it's just not, it's not my build. So, And I, you know, I, I blame my dad. I, I do. And you can tell him I said that. You know, I told him, you know, it's a genetic thing. And, you know, I got good genes in some ways, but I got to, I'm, I'm very excited. told my wife this the other day. Very excited for some day when my career ends, just to have a dad bod, just to be able to let go for a minute and just see how things turn out. Because this is getting a little bit exhausting. But uh, it's, uh, I'm gonna stay, you know, we're gonna stay committed through the winter. I'm gonna try, I mean, I try my hardest every year, but I had never tried harder than this year to be thin. And I weigh about the exact same as last year, but it took so much effort to get there that uh, I just got thing outside the box. It's called Sculpture is the group that we're working with. So it's kind of very different. You know, one uses basically a laser, which it feels cold when you touch it. But cool sculpting, the way that cool sculpting works, if I understand it right, and it is, it, it is effective. It was invented by a doctor who found it was swelling in, in kids' cheeks. You know, but basically what, the, what that does is, uh, is, is it freezes. It uses like dry ice and stuff, but it basically freezes your skin and stuff, and, uh, which, which can have other harmful downsides whereas you know sculpture which is the one that i've tried is is a, is a laser that in essence uh uses heat to go in and and kill the the fatty cells but like i said i've done one treatment it takes a long time i think for us to you know it's going to take multiple i think to get there and one of the difficulties for us too is just the consistency of being somewhere i'm not anywhere that much so it is it is tough but we'll see you said this is the hardest year you've ever worked. Did it get kicked off when you couldn't fit in the Penske car at Rolex? No, so that wasn't a weight thing. That was just pure size. I, um, at the end of um, Petit Le Mans last year, I got out and, and we had a good run. I did a quadruple stint, which was like three hours. Um, but the issue was every time I turned the wheel any direction, my hands would hit my knees. And while my pace in the race was very good there, and I had no problems being competitive. I was not comfortable. It's just that easy. I was every time, if the car snapped loose, I could not catch it. It was not physically possible for me because I couldn't move my hands. So I decided that it was in my best interest, not mine, 
it was in the team's best interest to move on from me. I knew that would have a downside to me, which was that Alex would step in. I knew it was going to be Alex. Um, and that relationship, my relationship with Honda is very important to me, and I knew that would strengthen his and perhaps hurt mine a little. But I thought it was best for them. And that's what I told Art St. Cyr last year and whatever. But this year, I started to think about it more and more and more, and it was like, you know, if the opportunity comes, I'm gonna get back in there. And I've known about the, you know, the Bathurst V8 thing since Long Beach, because they called me too to run in, uh, with Rick Kelly again. And Alex mentioned this might be a possibility. So I kind of waited and waited and waited. And when I heard about it, I called TC and I said, look, if there's something we can do, and you guys are willing to have me back, let's talk. And let me go down to the shop, see if we can do something. Well, it turned out in the time from Petit last year to the beginning of this year that they moved the, the steering wheel up, the steering column. When I got back in the car at the shop, this is like three weeks ago, I could actually turn the steering wheel, which I was shocked about. I mean, my head touching the roof, whatever, I'm used to that. It's just physically being able to steer, which I now should be able to do better. So I'm excited about it. It's another great opportunity with obviously with Penske, but you know, more importantly for me is, is, is Acura Honda. It's a, it's a great thing to be back in, but that wasn't a weight thing. It's just purely, they don't, they just don't build cars for guys my size. And I, you know, I used to talk to JW about that. It's just the facts of life you know and no matter where you go what you do even the gt cars you think a gt car would be big i don't know if i've ever been in a gt car i was comfortable in either they're just built for you know smaller guys so that's the way it goes yeah thought about that <laughs> nate on your right uh, you, you were joking about blaming your dad but like have you ever talked to him about it? i mean what, what did having a few extra pounds in the 80s and 90s not matter as much when he was racing did he wrestle with being a bigger guy at no, all no i mean that? he wrestled with it for sure not necessarily i don't know that it was a competitive disadvantage as it is today um but you know there's no doubt that from a space standpoint you know you go back and look at like uh what year was it kathy that we had at road america 93 lola the 93, 94, 93, 94, whatever it was, car that was at Road America. I mean, I don't, you know, I sat in that thing and our hip, my dad's hips and mine are the same and I sat in it. And purely from a space standpoint, there's no space for a big guy in those things. You know, if you were small, it's like what we were just talking about with the Acura. I mean, he, his whole career was that way. Um, and it's actually, to me, even more remarkable than what, what he did competitively against Michael, Mario, you know, Rick, like all the best of the best being like that. Cause there's no way he was ever comfortable. Um, but it wasn't, I don't know that the weight thing was as big as it is today. Cause I don't know that any of the drivers from a, from a strength standpoint that they were working out as much as they do today or anything like that. So a little bit of a different era. Well, thank you. We've uh, learned a lot. Yeah, that's I'm sure what you guys wanted to hear about. So thank you guys.